0: Hey, everyone. Uh, Before we get into this week's episode, just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up. Uh, We had some technical issues with the audio uh, on this episode and a few episodes from the YXH conference. Uh, I've done what I can to try and recover the audio from my mic and Alicia's mic. But for some reason, our guest's mic, uh, in this case, Aaron's mic, was not working. Um, So... Hopefully, you can still enjoy this episode. There's a few parts where it's really hard to hear what he's saying because we're all talking at the same time. You know how it goes. Um, So I did my best. Hopefully, you can still enjoy this. For the most part, you can hear what Aaron is saying, but there's just a few spots where it's uh, hard to understand. So just wanted to give you a heads up. Hopefully, you can still enjoy this episode. And thanks for watching. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of JourneyCast. My name is Levi, and this is my co-host. I'm Alicia. Today, we're joined by Aaron Boyd. Uh, some of your friends
1: call you Boydo. Boydo, yeah. well we seen mind Boyd. Machine, in, oh, wow. whatever. Wow. These are so great names. Mind was when my probably six-year-old tried to write Boyd Machine. <laughs> she wrote M-A-H-E-E-M, new words, D-O-M-F-E-I-N. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of stuck as Mahin Domfan, And then Mahin then turned into machine. Yeah. But, and then it was like, yeah. So yeah. it'll be yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Aaron, thanks so much for being here. Well, that's right, uh you've, you've been, been you've been leading worship and in that in that circle for how
1: long now? Like when did you get your start? Um so I got I got saved when I was eighteen. Yeah. Uh but I was brought up in a church but it was like really strict, you know, like drums right. or elves oh, the devil, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then uh, I, I kind of I was a bit wild uh, and I grew, Belfast, Northern Ireland. I kind of am at the end, end of the Troubles and the Troubles, if you don't know, that's we had 25 years where people just bombed and killed each other oh. in Northern Ireland. Oh, wow. And uh, um, we can talk more about that if you want, but because um, it's kind of quite cool history in and But in 1998, the peace agreement was signed. So I was 18 years old at that point. And uh, the entire country voted on essentially peace and what that would look like. And then the two opposing uh, political parties got together and drew up agreements. And lots of different people were involved and uh, paved the way in that. And uh, there's some dramatic things had to happen. But so that was amazing. And it absolutely transformed the island of Ireland because um, Ireland's two different countries, there's Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, and okay, uh, so I'm part, of the, yeah. I'm part of Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, and uh, So, pre the agreement, you can kind of get into a bunch of stuff that you're not really meant to get into really mm-hmm. easily. And, uh, but I still went to church, I still did all that, but it just didn't really and absolutely no interest in it. I just went to keep the parents happy. And, right. uh, if, I have the best parents on the planet and they yeah. love the Lord personally, so they're doing but you're just trying, trying to off, honor them. Fire brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know. Mm. Um, and then I went to a camp and um, seen a bunch of people just worshiping away. And, uh, and I kind of got a bit more curious. Mm-hmm. Summer went. And then when school started back, my last year in school, um, long story short, but I ended up in this uh, small double white at the back of a farmer's fee. And it was the first time I feel like I'd really ever encountered Old Sparrow. And mm-hmm. it was just like the big finger on my life. No, I was be. like, this is it. What are, I, I think, think it's cool when it's, real?
0: it's those spaces you don't expect it to be. Right? Absolutely. No y- crazy altar
1: yeah. call, no yeah. anything. I was just, just in the, just, and it was the same people that were worshiping mm-hmm. at the front of, uh, you know, the, the camp. And that's when I asked him, you know, back a couple of months before, what church do you go to? Mm. And the funny thing is, this is, I have a question for the Lord because mm. so we drive down, there's me and two friends, Adam Bell, AKA Ding, and then he's old Scott, the Jins, because you think Jins are hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jins was driving, and uh, we go to this place called Dungannon, yeah. which is about half an hour, 30 minutes away from Belfast. And we're driving around trying to find this church, the River of Life Fellowship Church. Mm-hmm. Can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I see this uh, this thing that said lifeboat mission. And I thought, well, if they're you know if they're if they're believers, then sure I can figure out where this is. And I literally was going for a show because I, I wasn't saved at this point. And I seen them dancing and all, and I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going to like this complete laugh yeah, here. Yeah. And uh, so I rapped the door, and a Scottish couple answered the door, and I said, listen. Any idea where the River of Life Fellowship Church is? And they said, "Funny you should mention that. We've just been phoned and invited to this church. We can't go, but they gave us the directions." Ah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And all I remember was there was a big plant pot. And there was a bee flying around, and I was like, "Hopefully, don't get stung." Yeah. And then they gave us the directions, and it was miles. No, it was nowhere. You know, in the city, it was way yeah. out of the city. Yeah or the time, and uh, it was at the back of a farmer's field, and it was really awkward because when you walked in, you sort of walked in at the front, mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, there was this guy just dancing away in a double wedge Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> I was like, and then this girl got up, and uh, what I know was sort of now to be sort of prophetic, and she started kind of operating, and I, and yeah. I was like, everything she said just hit mm-hmm. right between yeah. the eyes, and I yeah. went out, and we were driving down the motorway on the way home, and I said to the gins to pull over, and. I pulled over at the side of the road and, and I got out and I gave my life to the Lord, and that was it.
2: Wow. And that
1: was the start of it. And then I found a church in Belfast. Do you know the song, These Are the Days of Elijah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So that's my church. They the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Right. So CFC Belfast. And I got called Robin Mark, worship leader there. Yeah. And it was non denominational. And they were mad charismatic back then, so was it, it, was, a, it was mental. Yeah, you but said last like night you were recovering, I'm charismatic. Recovering. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so, because I think in charismaticism, there's also a bit of law wrapped in there, you yeah. know, it's like Lord, I'm doing this, so therefore you need to. And it's like, uh, He's uh, already done it all, yeah. me, Or partaking what He's done, yeah, and He's <laughs> already got a plan, He's already done yeah. it. So, um, yeah, so but. Flags and drum kits, and I was always musical. Played the trumpet for like yeah. eight years, and you know was in the school musicals. And uh,
2: so that started before you became a believer. You already were always into oh, music. Yeah, yeah.
1: brother amazed a saxophonist. Dad was in the Salvation Army. He played cornet. My mom did the tours with her sisters and her brother in the gospel halls, and you know they did their wee songs and mm-hmm. they sang and stuff. So yeah, just always be musical. That sort of felt easy, and then it kind of was a bit of a hack I the. Well, still I'm hack at the guitar. But um, <laughs> I uh, I started just leading worship with my peers. And that, mm-hmm. and that was honestly, that was the start of it. And it was mm-hmm. like, the minute that I got saved, there was this thing ignited inside me. Mm-hmm. Not leading worship, but just being a worshiper. It was, yeah. you know, and I felt like I could levitate. And I mean, yeah. it was like, this is, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, back then at the flags and all and the mm-hmm. prophetic dancers and everything. Yeah. You know, it was like, but it was brilliant, mm-hmm. free, totally free. We're, we're very much removed from a lot of what we see now. There's no real worship pastors still back home. Like mm. that's not a job. It's not a career. It's not oh. something you aim for. Mm. It's just, you're a volunteer. You yeah. know, go with the church yeah. and this is my gift and I serve in that way. Now our mm. church has a worship pastor because there's like a hundred volunteers. and yeah. they, they all need to be a and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we just employed a new worship pastor and he doesn't lead worship. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> just like scheduling, you know, yeah. the great people that are, that are there. Same part. A lot of vision. the ad
0: administrative behind the scenes,
1: the When you yeah. free, when you're away. Yeah, Wow. Yeah, well, uh, you know, and this the campus I Go to, you, I don't even like using the word campus, but there's 40 of us in inner East Belfast, yeah. right in the heartland of. I mean, we're a mile, a mile and a half away from sort of the bigger one, mm-hmm. and uh, we have we have people. You know, some of our welcome team. You you gotta figure out. You know, are they able to actually stand up because they've had a rough night the night before, you know, and to wow. see it, but they're still walking. They gets like there's lots of drugs in that area. Getting mm-hmm. yeah, paramilitary stuff and <laughs> you know what it's like getting it really is when yeah. you see people's lives completely transformed. Wow. So leading worship in there is I sit down at a piano and forty people, it's like it's like being at a football game or something like that. You know, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Clock's wow. absolutely love. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. So when you said uh, that 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 change happened inside of you and you, you just wanted to be a worshiper, I'm guessing you're not just talking about music. You know, you're like, how did how did that change your day to day? You know, what was it that you started
1: noticing that was different? So I I I went from going not incriminate myself, but I went from the guy <laughs> that my wife was warned to stay away from. Mm. To then becoming the person that we started dating, Do you know, like wow, mean? right. yeah. just after school. And my life absolutely transformed, yeah. like genuinely noticeable. Like I'd be sitting in school and we'd have free periods and then I'd just start telling everyone about Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, and just, and they could see the change in your life, which people then can't really argue with. And that's mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You can argue theology all yeah. day long, but when you see just the change from this yeah, to this, yep. to this yep. from this rough, scary
0: guy to this guy that mm-hmm. you could, open up to and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's not and that's not
1: you. That's that's God <laughs> that's done that work in you, you know. Because we're we're spirit, soul, and body. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if, before you get saved, there was people have different ways of it, but it kinda makes sense in my head. I think it's in yeah. Timothy that talks about it in you know, the spirit, soul and body. So we're created of three things and uh people do you know, differ on, on certain views, but Everyone has a spirit. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a body, and everyone has a soul soul, mind, will, and emotions. Your body, your physical body, and then you get your spirit. And before Christ, it's independent. It's mm-hmm. it's it's dead in itself. Mm-hmm. So when you become a Christian mm-hmm. and you give your life to the Lord, that is the thing that's absolutely ignited and it's it's made you inside. And then our journey of dying to ourselves. Is in when we die to ourselves, then that spirit side takes over and overtakes our flesh and overtakes our mind, our will, and emotions. So becoming more like Christ is an effortless change rather right. than going. Mm. But it was just, you know, I was into everything drugs and everything, and all mm. of that stopped. And there was a noticeable change in every single aspect yeah. of my life, you know, which was the inner man <laughs> working out. And uh, and that was just the start. Of, and it's an, it's an, it's your whole life. We'll yeah. be, you know, dying to ourselves. And you know, so that is the message yeah. of the gospel, essentially, is Christ crucified, death, resurrection, and, and now we die to ourselves. And then this thing inside, just, you know, effortlessly takes over. Mm. We we'll begin to change. Because um, it's very
2: hard. It is, yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: It's yeah. not easy to do. It's yeah. going to
2: get worse, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I'm curious, too, like, uh, we've, we've had some of, our, uh, some of our students at the Church of that you know, it's just like, Hey, you're asking us to be a light and to to share Jesus, but that's easier said than done. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. So, how did your did? How was it when you started sharing with people the gospel? What did you have to do to just stop caring what people thought of you? Because I'd assume before that, you know, the person you were before, I'm I'm sure would have cared a lot. You know what changed about that? What effort did you make? And you know what what change was. Jesus making
1: in your life to help you just like you know what I don't care. I suppose my personality was just like super extroverted. Right, I am, I'm I'm energized by people, love being around people, and that was just on it was an easy thing. Mm-hmm. So it honestly wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like. My wife always says, I know what you're into and I know what you're reading because you tell everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, no secrets there's around you. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So I'm really fired up about my Star Wars collection at the right, yeah. I think everyone's hearing about my Star Wars, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm doing a deep dive into something, I'm not a theologian, but like yeah. I love topical stuff. So right. I'll read something in the Bible and I'd be like, Why is that I wanna know more out? about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like so what your eschatology or mm-hmm. creation or, or something like that, like yeah. this deep dives into like, where's she, oh, yeah. you know, where did that all come from? And, yeah. you know. And, oh, we, we just st-
0: did our last episode, actually. We had one of our pastors on. We were like, <laughs> were there dragons in the Bible? <laughs> like, you know,
2: like <laughs> stuff like that. We talked about dinosaurs like, yeah, and the dinosaurs whole thing. Yeah. And, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah we had a good time.
1: Yeah. And if Mr. <laughs> created it all, which he did.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. 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 I always say like when I, when we get to heaven, well, New York, I want to be able to, like, rock climb with, like, fear mm. and I'm falling and then I have a pet tiger. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you got here and immediately went rock climbing. Yeah. Where do you do that? Like, wh- where did you go? Okay, okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought you went to the one, yeah.
2: Or, like, you know, there's just some cliffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to travel with an bag and then, yeah. especially for something like northern Michigan in the winter, mm. it's, like, the most densely concentrated area of ice on mm-hmm. the floors of Lake Superior. So. Oh, yeah. This sort of evolved into I'd bring a giant duffel bag mm-hmm. full of ice climbing gear. And then we'd all quest into the woods and we'd go climb frozen waterfalls, you know? Oh, man. So, was it, TSA is like, what's with okay all this, this? Uh, metal hooks <laughs> and ropes? And I, was, I remember my first time ever coming climbing in the States. And I went with a buddy of mine. And uh, I used to run an outdoor store, like an REI. OK. And uh, I worked there for seven years and loved it. And uh, I went to Yosemite, Nassau Park, and oh, went yeah. climbing there. Didn't do any big wall stuff, but did all the slightly lower down mm. stuff. I wouldn't trust myself up there. <laughs> um, it's all logistics. I didn't have experience of that. And uh, we were coming through the airport in Dublin. And when you climb, we climb with you know like chalk. Now they're more oh, yeah. now. You know, and you're and it dries your fingers out. Yeah. And uh, we were going through uh, customs and immigration is in Dublin. So yeah. fun fact: if you ever want to fly in or out of Belfast or North or, or Ireland. Go into Dublin because you clear immigration there. So when you land in the states or you land anywhere else, you're all you're automatically in just a domestic terminal. So it's oh, like, yeah. oh nice, oh nice. But they pulled us aside because we I was going out for a month and my buddy was going out for three months, mm-hmm. and they really interrogated us. You know because we were like skinned. We didn't to really have much money. Yeah, we were camping in a place called mm-hmm. the Sunny Side Walk in campsite. Some <laughs> camp book. And they're like, "Well, let me see your your reservations." And I was yeah. like, it's called the Sunny Side Walk in Campsite. You do it. so they really dug in and they got all our bags and they started difference mm-hmm. through our bags. And what happens? They open up. Well, oh, weapons bags. in there? Yeah. They'll have a big jam bag of white powder. What is this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was oh like, no. I was like, you can well, stick that oh up your no. nose all day long. Yeah. You know, <laughs> blood
0: day. <laughs> <The> bloody nose, <laughs> yeah. Dry this, it out, oh yeah. Oh
1: no. Yeah, no, but all day I went for a month and. uh and I actually, it was. I, I called it my kind of year out. I I went on a sort of like a year out where I kind of fell away from the Lord mm. and uh, I didn't want anything to do with it. And um, I ended up in, in we ended up in, in Yosemite with my buddy. He was going out for three months. Long story than that, but he ended up coming back three months, uh, two months afterwards, and um, that uh, he was he was engaged <laughs> to a girl. I mean, now lives in San Diego, and that mm. was the start of it oh, know, wow. for him. Wow. But I at the end that trip my wife was actually away and she went to our senior pastor and was like, you need to pray for up because he's just went off on a bender. I mm-hmm. was, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I gave too much of myself and didn't invest. I absolutely burnt myself out to the point where I just felt like, this all feels like karaoke. <laughs> and right. it was a bit of a moment. Yeah. And so I went on a bender for a year mm. and this was then the sense of the end of it was, so I was out like in that sort of September 2001, September 11, I kind yeah, of think yeah. I was, it was around that time and, uh, my friend wanted to go to church, and I was like, "I don't want to go to church." Like sake. but I was like, "All right, well, I'll go with you anyway." And we're mad. we're hours away from the time where he wanted to go to, mm-hmm. and uh, we're hitchhiking, and stand at the side of the road, and uh, we're we're early in the morning. I'm tired. Don't I don't want to go to this thing, but I'm just going to go to make him happy. And uh, and the, the Lord always finds a way. He can't run away. He always, he's always on. And he's always like, you know, like the prodigal son. It's like, it's always, always just grace that leads you home sure, right, yeah. in the middle of it. So I'm sitting on the side of the road, and then this car pulls up, and uh, these guys pick us up, and they're like, where well, are you going? We're going, well, we're going down to, I think it's called O'Curse or something like that. And uh, we're going down here. And they're like, oh, well, we're not going all the way, but we can we can bring you halfway. And we're in the car, and I hear this Christian music. Going mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting in the back of the car, and then these guys are like, uh, yeah, and I'm going to say, is that Jars of Clay? Because it was one of the bands oh, like yeah. I love listening yeah. to. You know, dear girls, surround me. I think. So that was playing. Is that Jars of Clay? And they're like, oh, are you believers? And then my buddy was like, yeah, I'm a believer. And I was like, yeah, sort of. And these guys started praying for us. And well, or right. they gave us food. They gave us money. I wept for about 90 minutes in that car. Mm. They mm. dropped us off. I sit in the side and I'm so tired from crying so much because it was like the Lord's definitely chased me across the world here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, James, I'm not going to go. I'm so tired. I don't want to go. But then what pulls up is a car with a bed in the back. <laughs> These two guys just drove <laughs> around the States, right? <laughs> and uh, there were two stoners and they had a bed in the back. You're like, man, Josephine. Yeah. And I lay in the bed and I slept the whole way down to the church. God's uh, I was like, just, you need a, a bed, here is a bed. I know, it was just like, and I was like, okay, there is, okay, Lord. Yeah. And then we were walking down the road and, and we were miles, and it felt like we were walking in the middle of nowhere and mm. trying to find us. He had a clue where he was going. And there was one bend, and I literally was just about to say, James, I'm turning around. And I went back in a car filled over. And uh, it was a woman who was like, where are you going? He named the church. And uh, she said, oh, that's, uh, that's where I'm going right now, I th- jump in. So she literally just took us around, like 500 yeah. yards, and she hadn't uh-huh. turned up. I wouldn't have been there. Uh-huh. Wow. And then we walked in, seeing this guy going across my friend and says, I were two guys from Ireland, uh, we're both climbers. Uh, he's here for a month. I'm here for three, and I want to help your church. Uh, and then we got a burst out crying. They were playing for climbers to help this. Oh, wow.
0: oh, wow. Oh, wow.
2: Goodness. Yeah. I
1: was, like, holy spokes. So I came back home and then I, I said to Jill, I was like, we were dating at that time and I was like, told her. And she just burst out crying mm. I was like, wow. All right. And that was, yeah, and that's sad story. But yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like those moments where you get find these things in life. And there's yeah. our times where it's like, life is really hard. We talk mm. about those red letter days, you know, those mm. moments. It's why in the wilderness, when the children of Israel were told, you know, like, like make an altar, like not a, mm. like a sacrificial altar, but build a, a stone altar here because we remember this faithfulness in those yeah. moments. Yes. And all those wee stories as we have these adventures, you remember back to those moments where God is being faithful. Yeah. And those things help you move forward, you mm-hmm. know? And so that was always a funny one for me. Mm. The stoners picking me up in a day.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you uh when did you get into I'm curious into professionally, into the the worship scene, you know, you know, you got say, saved was th- that, that was the second time you got, sa- or the first time you got saved.
1: Well, I mean, I, I was see it, but I, kinda, yeah. I just sort recommitted. Of, yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. it. So that would have been 2001. So it was probably yeah. like 22 at that point. So okay. it was like three and a half years and then yeah. four years into it. Yeah. Um, but married when one was 23. Yeah. Um, so then I was 25 and I, we literally were just about to have our first kid. And now uh, we do really well in change. I, I, I'm not free to change around that stuff, but mm-hmm. I'd been, I didn't go to college or any that stuff. I just went climbing mountains yeah. and, and did that, worked in a retail store and then we'd take holidays and we'd just go mm-hmm. and uh, go to their French Albums mm-hmm. or you know or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, or go quest around Ireland. And uh, when I was 25, we were just about to have our first kid, Lily. And uh, I really felt like we, I Needed to leave this job, but mm. I, I didn't know what I was leading into, and mm-hmm. music was not was not a thing. I was right like, right. I was, I'd written God of the City, um, and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, when the like, I hadn't, hadn't actually got the city came up to that, sorry, it was 2006. And um, I, I was leading worship and stuff and doing bits and pieces for sure, but it wasn't this idea of remember, it's not a job back yeah.
2: home, right? right yeah, great, right. yeah,
1: yeah these big sort of like Christian entertainment, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Right. So, um. But I knew, and we had great counsel around us, great friends. Mm. And uh, one guy said, you know, it's okay to make a wrong decision, but the wrong thing is to stay in the wrong decision. Mm. You know, and that's really stuck with me. Mm. And I had a conversation with a friend last week or before I left, and that's what I said to him this way on. We get to work some things out, he made a wrong decision, mm. and then we fixed it. You mean mm-hmm. it's okay, Yeah, grace for that all day long. Yep. And, uh, and then I was figuring out, you know, we we're a real small mortgage, and one of our friends is really great with numbers, and. And I was like, well, I could do this, I could borrow this, I could do this. And, then, and he said to me, don't do God's job for him. If mm-hmm. he said this, which we all feel like is right, then let him carry you along in the process. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I left, I got a phone call from a friend who was a window cleaner. Oh, and yeah, he was yeah. like, Aaron, I heard that you're looking work. I have to, He's got a lot of you know like building sex and stuff he needs to do, but his domestic stuff, which isn't a real thing here. But yeah. you run around just cleaning people's windows in their houses. Right. That was really suffering for him. Mm-hmm. So he said, I want to teach you. And then actually one of my friends as well was looking for work. And that guy called Ross. And uh, so the two of us, he trained us how to clean windows. And then he said, whenever you understand how this works, you'll want to go and do your own. Mm-hmm. He said, just let me know. And I want to help set you up. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow. So we mm. start cleaning windows, and then I'm looking, you know, you're kicking off the houses, and you're like, holy smokes, that's yeah. doing a lot of money off this. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, and then we were like, okay, we want to go and do our own. So we took every Friday and we just ran around and uh, started, you know, building up our own run.
0: Mm.
1: And honestly, fast forward. And
0: I heard you mentioning this before, this is like a, a monthly
1: thing that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So because it rains so much. So once you, you build, build that client it, base, you've got it. Yeah. And it's there. Yeah. And as long as you service it well. Yeah then the people don't go looking for anything out They're going to keep coming. We'll keep paying two and a half days a week because it rains so much. So you'll do this area week one, this area week two, and it gives you two and a half days to kind of play around with. And then when it rains, pressure wash, clean Mm. driveways or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I actually got a tattoo. It's one of the first ones I had on the inside of my arm and it's Avodan. It's the Hebrew word for worship. Okay. okay. It means it's just worship and work mm-hmm. because in Hebrew thought there was no real separation between the spiritual and the secular. Right. Yeah. All... Mm-hmm. So when we were cleaning windows, my commitment was that I'm not going to miss things. Out. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, I'm not going to like, um, mm-hmm. just m- m- miss windows and then tell people what I did is. And so when I'm right. climbing a ladder, I keep saying this awodah mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. This cleaning windows For are an idea. act of worship. Yeah. And uh, I
2: thought you were going to say it was like a squeegee or something. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting a yeah. little
1: we'll spray bottle. And yeah. bottle yeah. And, yeah, and like three years later, I had a guy that came on and was our sort of like business manager, and we had like fourteen staff at one point and all this wow. stuff, you know. And it sort of blew up, and then, um, and then at that point after the God of the City thing, which we can hit on. Mm-hmm, the doors just began to open, mm. and then we had more journeys. So we had this journey of, uh, you know, my wife was a is a dental hygienist for a day mm. and a half a week now, but she was full time, but she's self employed. Yeah. So back home, if you're self employed and you go off on uh, maternity leave, you you make yeah, any money, right? So we went from, uh, you know, two incomes to having our first kid, and all we had was a hundred pounds a week, wow. and that was the state sort yeah. of maternity pay. But we knew that God was skateful in the middle of it and we stepped yep. out and we knew you'd spoken. And then I landed this mm. and then this happened and then this happened and then and all these small things happened mm-hmm. along the way, you mm-hmm. know, and it was just amazing. Yeah. So when did uh so that that you mentioned God of the city, so that
0: led to Blue Tree, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'd been leading uh i have been leading at a bunch of different things and then I really didn't like the and it was always Aaron Boyd's gonna lead kind of worship and right. um, mm. I just hated that. I, I didn't like uh, the, the one person thing, yeah. you know, and right. still always get lots of thoughts and all of this. But um, so I just, uh, I did this thing in, in, uh, in church one time where I got everyone to lie down on the ground and we had a DJ playing some beats and then, I just made this thing up. I think someone was I mean, stop for something to do, and I was like, "Well, I'll do something." And so I was like, you "Imagine you're in a forest. You know, you <laughs> walked them through a journey of a forest, and, <laughs> and it, you, you know, and then they seen this big bright blue tree that mm. stood out from amongst everything else. Ah, uh, that's where the name came from, uh, yeah, firm yeah. and yeah, uh, and and be different in mm. the midst of of culture, and uh, and that's where it all came from. And mm. then as leading worship at a uh, we uh, for Christ thing, mm-hmm. which was uh, like a power organization, and it was every month in the center of Belfast. And it was about 1,500 kids all in this really cool building. And that's sort of where that burst from, you know? And um, so Blue Tree was always Aaron Boyd. Mm. Like I just didn't like, I didn't like, yeah. uh, you know, the Aaron Boyd thing.
2: Uh, Blue Tree actually played a humbling part in my own life. It was a humbling moment for me. So when I was kind of a new youth pastor and I was working with the Baptist church in Calgary, I was so excited. I was like, I'm a great youth pastor. We're going to YC, taking all our kids up there. And so you guys are up there playing leading worship. And I was like, I was like, yes, you know, like brought my kids here. This is gonna be really great. Uh, And then uh, the other, one of the other Baptist churches in Calgary had a youth pastor at the time who was from Ireland and he shows up and he's on stage playing with you for, he's like, they're like blue tree. And like, so like Brentview's youth pastor was up there and I'm like,
1: Was it Pete Mo? Yes, yes, yes. He was in my church. Yeah. So I've never really had a set band. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. You just like, just the name, just so it wasn't like
1: about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like get friends or people
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then some of like, so like YC, Peter Burton, guy that played guitar for me, he ended up marrying Mike Love's daughter. Oh, wow. Oh, really? I was at, I was his best man in Edmonton. And that's the thing I could cry thinking about it. That's the things I love is Mm -hmm. in this door opening. All of these other people have found their worlds Mm -hmm. in all Mm -hmm. of our journey together, you know. And so, how long can you give me? And it's like I can give you a year, great. And then we'll just go and lead worship for a Mm -hmm. year. And then it's like after another year. I think Pete played for me for like five years. Super cool. I had five Peets, by the way, that played for me. <laughs> so we all had to give them different names. Yeah, yeah. go so by you the last Pete names. So Pete Moe was yeah. Moe, and then you had Peter Burton, so he's Bert. Uh-huh. And you had uh, Pete Ernest Nickel, so he's Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> 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 and, uh, Pete Comfort and he's Comfy. Like yeah. The PDK the DJ, he's yeah. a, he's PDK. you know. I yeah. all these like Petes, you know, yeah. and then me. Yeah. But then they would, like Ernie now is a, a pastor of a church in Coat Lake. And he's here in Alberta. Okay. So he played bass for about four years. Yeah. Oh, and so that's why it's like I oh, always got to keep finding yeah. bands and then they find the, the boys from Newfoundland. Yeah. And they played for me. And then now they've all got married. And you know yeah. what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's you know, he's so just <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. I love it. It was cool. Yeah.
0: I remember, yeah, you like you guys came to YC a bunch, and then mm-hmm. um you this is actually, I remember not your first time to Medicine Hat, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. this might be my third. Yeah. 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 This um we're you, just
2: such a tropical yeah, destination. Yeah. it's just a draw you can't
0: stay away, you know gotta be here. God like, oh, need to get to that smoky city <laughs> um you you came to first assembly two thousand like eleven or ten or something, and I remember this um one of uh actually kristen Kristen mm-hmm. asked if like hey like our our son wants to go to this blue tree concert at the church, but we can't go. can you just take him and right around this time, I was like super like I was just getting into filmmaking, so I'm like, yeah, like i like oh i'm like i should take my camera like i, I like i love just like filming mm-hmm. and recording and for some reason i decided it's uh, dumb in hindsight but i'm like i'm just gonna record this whole concert with my camera like this the whole time <laughs> and then like years later i'm like why did i do that i should have just like worshipped and like been there like i don't... what a waste of time <laughs> yeah 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 i'm like why did it make sense um what has been, so you, you've been you know, over 20 years now worship leading in different ways. What has been um, one of the biggest takeaways uh, about worship in, in a musical sense that you've kept coming back to, that you like to
1: pass on to other people? Do you know, I've been I'm 10 lines into a book, mm-hmm. and I was, this is what I've been sort of thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it really it's, it's not about and I know it sounds like a great answer but it's not about us mm-hmm. yeah. it's not about whether or not we feel like it or any of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff if you're thinking about like the tabernacle my next sort of project is on the tabernacle mm-hmm. I'm going to do small group resources on that and a journey yes. through the tabernacle so teaching uh, small group questions response and then I write a song about each individual thing mm-hmm. and so just thinking about like if you were there like whether or not you felt like it or not you had to do it and this is your act of worship. You had to sacrifice. You had to do things. The high priests had to do things, mm-hmm. whether or not they felt like it or not. And sometimes they're also petrified because if they did something wrong, they be struck down. So there's that kind of thing that I was thinking about, um, and then I think about uh, it's going to be called the currency of Caesar. Mm-hmm. And I was at a festival, and I just play, um, I just played at this festival. And uh, I feel like I need to have a massive preface at the start of this. This is the first time I've probably been speaking this out loud, but mm. um, it's not about shouting at people or I'm saying we can do better. Right. Right. Um, I'm at this festival and uh, I, I feel like i stayed in everyone's come at this festival mm. and uh, and I love it. I really, really love it. It's a special place, but there's a VIP tent. Well, actually back up a bit um, earlier on in the day, I, uh, I work alongside an organization called World Orphans.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, so me and my wife will come over. I'm not a staff or anything, but I absolutely love, and there's a story in that, which is just a, a Galbraith thing and an ordained thing for us. Um, I uh, they did organised that I got this sort of pre-headline slot, right? You know, the headliners are like the, mm, hit, mm-hmm. the yep. king and country, you know, all yeah, singing, yeah. all that. And, well, I had the one just before. Now, that's a really good spot because there's still lots and lots of people, and the reason that was negotiated because the uh, World Orphans were allowed to do a pitch in order to raise finance. So right. some years, like one year we sold bricks and we built a, a school and a medical center in Iraq, and that's oh, wow. kind of stuff, right? So um, the, this year they were, they, were, they, were doing a, um, they were trying to raise funds for whatever it was that they were doing at that time. And so this was a really good slot to do that, and it was like 20,000 people in the field, and mm-hmm. it was a great thing to do. And that was all cool, but then another manager, of another artist, which again, we don't have that term artist back home, it doesn't right, exist. Right. Um, and then they were like, Who is this guy? And why is no. he on that? So then they kicked up so much fuss that I got bull.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. It happened three times in the same day. And my band were furious. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't care, right? Yeah. That stuff doesn't bother me. Right. right. But so then I, I'm, instead of playing at like 7.30, I'm now playing at like four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to communicate with everyone where you're there. And mm-hmm. it's people you know, that do want to come and help you play. Mm-hmm. So everyone else is raising. I'm not. But we finished and I'm walked off the stage and then I'm out with my family and uh, they come over for the summer. My wife's a preacher and then I, I play and, and that's what we do together. Yeah. And uh, so we, we're walking across the, the field and my middle child, who's now 15, she's obviously younger then, she sees this VIP tent mm-hmm. and she goes, uh, What is that? And uh, it Jill said, Matt's my wife, she said, it's a VIP ten. People pay money to go and meet these people, you know, on the, that you know, just played on the main stage. Mm-hmm. She says, well, why doesn't daddy do this? And I know it makes something really good, but Jill said, because dad just walks around. And if you want to speak to him, you can speak to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just laughed. And then I, I just went and I just walked on, but I, I see this moment. And if we strip the field away, strip everything away, and you have my middle child as a young believer, and then you have this person here hmm. that's on a stage and is, is a believer as well. The the narrative in the conversation, which I don't think is a kingdom conversation is you need to pay me money in order for you to speak to me. Right. Yeah. Which is the currency of Caesar, power, control, lordship. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll talk about fame as well, probably when I'm really getting into it, because that's okay. That's just like being the tip of a spear. I mm. mean, you know? more people might know who your your teacher is, you know, or your kindergarten teacher or something like that because there's like 30 kids in the school and they've got parents and so there's more people know who they are. That's okay. But whenever what we do is we take that and we turn that into a way to demonetize things and to lord things over, then it gets really tangly and it becomes about us. It becomes about, so what we've done is we've taken the music industry, which is all about I want to be powerful. I want to be famous. I want to be wealthy. I want to be all of that. Mm-hmm. We've taken the model and we've moved it here in the Christendom and we've skinned it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we try to say that it's holy. Yeah. And it's like now God and all of his grace and mercy still works in the middle of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, well, as Christ died whilst we were yet sinners, so obviously there's, there, there is grace to see through all of this stuff. But we can do better. Yes. so that keeps coming back to this idea of worship and there's nothing to do with us mm. it's, all, it's all about it's all about him.: Yes and the minute that we make it about us or oh, "I don't like that song, I don't feel like it, yeah. get over yourself. Do You know what I mean It's, yeah. it's
2: tempting though, isn't it? To like yeah. want to be liked and seen or noticed or, yeah. you know, I, I often think about the ancient Egyptians and how like some guy was convinced as Pharaoh that he was God, right? And I actually don't think it would be that difficult to convince no. ourselves of these things, right? If everyone looks to you and is, you know, we we like that kind of praise. I think there's something in us that craves that, right? But that humility to say no, right? Because it's, it's tempting. yeah, yeah. It I've
0: asked, I've asked you, like we've had a few um, worship leaders on the podcast now and I've I've asked all of them. And I'm going to ask you this too, like how, what do you do? What do you have to do to stay out of that headspace mm-hmm. of, of making it about yourself and about getting an ego, getting, getting full of yourself? What do you, what are the steps that you take to just keep the focus on Jesus? Like, and, and if that starts happening, what do you do to step back from that and to to stay in the right mind space and the right posture?
1: Well, I, and there's a conscious decision years ago. So, what you'll have is you'll have people that come up and they go, I really love your worship. You're amazing. Mm. Now, they don't have a language to actually maybe say in that moment, um, I really appreciate what was going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then the Lord really spoke to me. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank that's you for your that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. So, in this courtesy of Caesar thing, we this a two way street. We need to go, if you're on a stage, Jesus steps in to a currency of Caesar model, and he never cartakes in it. Right. How dare we? Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we're on a stage, this whole, uh, he, I have these great, I'm not arguments, but like debates with my wife, even around social media, and like, yeah. I don't want to put stuff out, but then I have people that that's maybe their only way to kind of like stay in touch with you. And, mm-hmm. and, right. And, yeah. and I honestly, I'm just a normal dude. I know people yeah. say it, but i honestly a normal dude. Mm-hmm. and uh, And so that, where it's like, Where's the, where, where is self-promotion Tip between mm. like, oh, by the way, I have, I have a new song coming out. Yeah, that's OK. Like I stuck up a post yesterday. I have a song called what should we be singing? You're the Christ. Mm-hmm. I found this guy uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, he's done a remix of it. It's like an EDM one. i going oh, cool. back to my old roots. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> this really is a fun process. Yeah. So I literally just stuck up a post May 26th and it says, mm. hey, going to remix. That's mm. it, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm OK with that. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, one of the things I didn't do was I didn't move to the States right. because oh, I'm, right. I'm very well protected. So I had uh, uh, two managers at one point, which is hilarious. And um, I had a, a, a nice conversation. Uh, good good friend, still a great friend, but mm. we, I, I love, I love a good wrestle with, with things. And at the end of it, he should be basically showed up and he said, it's OK for you, to Bodo, in the States or in, in the UK because songs come out of the church. Here in America, he says the songwriters write the songs and hope the churches will send them. Mm. Right. Because right? yeah. there's a yeah, lot of finance in that. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So I never came to the States because it's all about believing your own press, self promotion. Mm. That's what yeah. I've seen. I, I can't, that's just my own personal experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I'm protected from that back home, right. where it's like, that doesn't make it's sense. Not the culture People never. know that you go away and you do things yeah. and you lead worship and you come back.
0: And there's people that are supporting you just to support what you're doing, not to be like, oh, I want to, because you're awesome and because you're doing great things. It's like, no, God is doing great things through you.
1: Yeah.
0: And they just want to support you and be a part of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's like a two-way street. So we, mm. how dare we ever believe this yeah. thing of like self-promotion. But then the flip side of it is, is that people that look up to people on stages. Mm. Don't think that these people are gods or special. I've no. met so many people on the road that barely have a faith and don't go to church mm-hmm. they're playing on me, big main stages. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah.
0: It's absolutely heartbreaking. Well, yeah. I spoke to someone the other day who is, uh, they're, they're talking about why they left the Christian music industry. Cause they're like, oh, yeah. they're, Like you know, just the things that he saw was like uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing from certain people and certain pastors. They would play their
2: their set and then immediately go out afterwards and party really hard and like these Drinking, getting wasted,
0: doing drugs, Uh or even like some pastors, like some mega pastors. He said they'd go speak in an event and then they run into them on the street outside and you can hear him saying to his assistant, "Get the money and let's go." Like yeah, (laughs) it's just like oh my gosh. So like, did you did you run into some of that stuff? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like so, what did? It's amazing. Were, was there any opportunity for you to try and
1: have conversations? Yeah, like was there an opportunity for that or not really? I'm below them. Yeah, do you know? It's like I'm below right. them in their worlds. Mm. They like those those three times that I was bumped. Yeah, because right, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. is this guy? Why is he playing after me? Mm. I'm better. I'm more famous. I'm more popular. I should be there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's uh, but that must have been discouraging, hey? You know, well, like, do you know what? I'm I, honestly, I I'm quite self. I'm, I'm not. Uh, what's the word? I'm not, um, self-conscious or right. like, like I, you could care less. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I genuinely, the, the and it sounds like it's the, the right answer, but it is my yeah. reward is eternal and it's in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, look you know, if, if you get everything here, if you get all your glory and all your reward here, it's robbing you of this eternal thing that's there. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't really, I don't want adulation. I don't want people to big me up. I don't, I genuinely don't want that. What we need to learn is, people on stage understand that you're absolutely no special, Mm. but what you do and your gift and what you and how you can lead people is extremely valuable for, for the family, for the church. Mm. And then when you're not on a stage, the language of how don't run up to people and go, you're absolutely amazing. You're my hero. You're this. Just say, I really appreciate what you did. Thank you. Leave it at that. Encourage them. Yes, that's it. You know? And, and, but what we do is just like superstar. It's like we need these people in Christendom, like, Justin Bieber, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, this is, this just It's actually a the
2: opposite, isn't it? Yeah. Cause like, as soon as you're like, God, I'm humble, I'm willing to be used, please use me. And you put yourself in a position like that and you're like waiting for God to show up. That's where like life impact happens, mm-hmm. right? Cause God's
0: doing it. Yeah, I was thinking this is kind of a weird comparison, but I was thinking about this the other day, how uh, like Daft Punk, they, they just recently it's ended their, their run as uh, a group and I was like, how awesome that they, like, nobody, nobody knows what they look like. I mean, you can, you can find it online who they really are, but like, they're not uh-huh. going to be bothered. Like they can go out and just live a normal life. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about that. Like people talk about like, no, you don't want to be famous. You don't want to be, cause it's like, you can't, you can't just live a normal life. And that's Pressures. the thing is like, mm-hmm. there's these people that, you know, like, it's just like, oh my gosh,
1: just treat me like a normal person. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was in a production thing at a festival one time and, uh. Um, Those two stories come to mind. Like uh, one was the, one of the headliners, and uh, I just landed really in the states, and I had the flu. What was going on? Right? It was yep. like I'm just leading worship at church, and now you're at a festival, and like even an early slot at one of these festivals, there's like forty five thousand people, and I'm standing, and I'm used to our church where when you strum a chord, everyone knows we're all in this together. Yeah. Right? yeah, we're all and we're all going to go on a journey. Yeah. And I'm standing playing away and it's this hillside and it's just people just sitting, just eating burgers, just watching. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what is this? was yeah. <laughs> it, it a stopped way. Yeah. I think anyone would know or care. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we did like, it. Just just wondering,
0: hey, you can be a part of this right yeah, now. No, like, around. I want you to sing with me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and again, great people, but <laughs> yeah. people only know what they know. And so that's why mm-hmm. like, we can all do better in this and learn and grow. Um, and so I got in the production tent of a band. And uh, they had a tree listing. And I asked them, and I was like, "What? what is this? And uh, they started laughing. And it was at the turn of like, iTunes and all the digital oh, stuff. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the music world was all up, and no one really knew what was going on. People are losing jobs, people are moving, the Cs mm-hmm. are not being sold, all that stuff. LimeWire. And uh, LimeWire, yes. Oh, yeah. You probably didn't. I don't really yeah. have the techie skills to do it. Yeah. So. Didn't Um, want a computer virus. But this is, as Mr. God is my witness, their their response was, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's about convincing people that you're more famous than what you are, and that keeps your value. Wow.
2: Wow. And they said, look at us, we've invested
1: way more in everything that we've done now. When everyone else is pulling back, we've invested more in convincing people that we're worth it. Mm -hmm. And and I walked out with, with Comfy, P. Comfy, my drummer, and I was absolutely devastated. I was yeah. like, where is the Holy Spirit in the middle of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was asking a guy who was helping us with kind of like tour stuff. And um, and he said, Bodo, you get booked because of what you do. And I had to figure out, well, what did I actually do? Mm-hmm. I was at a festival one time and I was, uh, and I always called leading worship because I hate the word concert. I keep that. Yeah. yeah. And I was spelled like, I was leading worship. And... Um, I started praying, and then I was told it was like one of the first bands or people to play that had ever oh, really wow. prayed on that stage. And then, wow. I saw, this is this, this is
2: yeah. And I know
1: this sounds like Debbie Downer, but it's it's the reality of where it is, and I mm-hmm. feel like there's people that are speaking up, and there's cracks that are beginning to show. And it, how surprising, well, not surprising, in these days then, where we have this these megastars that are built up, yeah. yes, and then the wheels absolutely fall off which I'm okay, people making mistakes, mm-hmm. but we yeah. built these people up in the untouchable oh, yeah. Egyptian gods. Right, yeah. Made them superstars. Look and at some in of these superstar pastors that have mm-hmm. had some pretty horrible things happen. I, I was at a church and i yeah. seen it, you know, the bodyguards walking them in. I did a couple of conferences and these people have bodyguards yeah. to go to yeah, the for toilet real and you're not yeah, allowed. for real. And, and yeah. I'm just like, for real, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus did with too, so and you're not freaking Jesus,
2: dude. Yeah. It's like, I mean, as an <laughs> introvert, it sounds kind of nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna hire them, just just don't bother Alicia. Just let her be. She's just she hasn't got her coffee yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. for real, though, yeah.
0: Well, actually, like uh, that that's been like a, a theme that I've seen. Uh, it's been on my heart of of people just building up. Whoever you know, whether it's your your own pastor or whether it's just a, a mentor that you look up to and or, or a politician, you mm. know, like you, you're building up and like, oh, this person is who we need to fix this problem that we're experiencing. And then they slip up. Or but they leave. Or they leave.
2: And everyone leaves with them. And or- they
0: or they make they make some more mm. some mistake. You know, mistakes are fine to make, but like it's but when all your faith is in a person who is not perfect, even you know, like you're going to be let down mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt your faith because you've built your faith on that.
2: Yeah. It your needs faith to needs on to Jesus. be in Jesus like a
0: hundred percent, you know, you can, you can appreciate and support people who are also working for it, but you can't put all your eggs in that basket. You know, like it's,
1: yeah. it's a shame to see it happen. Like, I, I don't hear what I'm not saying. Like with all yeah. of our resources today and with everything that we have, and if we call ourselves followers of Christ, and we want to be people that are diligent in the word. I, I can definitely do better. Like my wife is like during COVID, I recorded a eight track EP in Meshia yeah. and then played Call of Duty. <laughs> 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 so, so I, mean, I, I got my Damascus camo and I was good. Oh, yeah, to right? yeah, 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 And she did a theology degree. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, and so right now she's in a, in a course where she's black learning Greek, like learning oh, wow. how to speak yeah. Greek. Wow. 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 So. I, that like she's the theologian.
0: So when she's the pastor that says in the Greek, she actually knows what her talking <laughs> about. Yeah,
1: like, and, this, and yeah, so it's it's full on, right? And yeah. uh, so like, that's what she did. Um, so and I'm not a theologian, but and I and well, so what I'm not saying is like don't go to church. But I'm saying if for some reason I couldn't go to church, I'm still going to survive. I don't yeah. mm-hmm. need someone doing that because you have enough ability to actually dig in the Word and begin to actually, you it's know, true. so. Obviously going to the church is extremely important getting mm-hmm. together with like-minded people, being reminded yeah. we're not for ourselves a common goal and a yeah. common vision absolutely.
0: well, there's a reason Jesus started the church or asked, you know, asked for it to, the church to be started, like it's important, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, some of this stuff that it's become is mm-hmm. yeah. there's some things that are just, you know, yeah, icing yeah, we're smoking mirrors, you know, yeah,
1: even this thing of like have I've been thinking lots about like even like what like what I'm part of. Like that didn't exist. Yeah. So we've set this thing up in so much revere, mm-hmm. which is a new creation, which is okay. And God works in the Holy Spirit works in the middle of it, but it's like, that's not what it was like. Right. Yeah. So we've set this thing up, you know, and it's like, so I'm, I'm thinking out loud in these yeah, things, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not afraid in my, we world to do that. But it's like, if we, if we only think, well, I go to different churches and I love um, I love going in and I love leading at loads of different churches. and It's hilarious because I mean, there's 85,000 songs a day. Well, I've heard wow. that could be wrong. Uploaded wow. on the Spotify right now. And you go to a church and I go, they, you know, what songs do you want to sing, Bodo? And I go, well, I, I'm not going to sing like ten of my own songs on Sunday morning. Because right? it's, it's you don't, don't want it to be it. about you. And yeah, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I'll pick like God of the City in Jericho or something like yeah. that. Right. And then I go, what songs do you sing? Right. And there's four churches that are essentially navigating the whole thing. And every worship team is modeled on one of those four bands. Mm-hmm. And then like, why don't you just be you? Like, and you use right songs. No, we'd love to. But why are you not doing it? Well, we don't really know. It's like, it's not a hard process. You just yeah. start, you just start doing it. Mm-hmm. And as you do it, you get better and better and better. And, you know, hopefully you get quicker. Um, And it's like, cancel your song songs. For it, <laughs> that's <it>. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> had thought about that. As yeah, well. yeah. But anyway, that's the different one. Um, it's, uh, so I love, I love when I come into a church and it's like, well, we have like three or four of our own songs that we do It's like, great. I want to learn those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm. here's 15 elevation songs that we sing. And I'm like, goodness, I'm yeah. not <laughs> the guest elevation. I, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, right.
2: Dude. Right. Yes.
0: When their senior pastor is credited right, yes. on
1: every song, it's like, <laughs> what did, what did he actually do? Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I love when I come into the community and, yeah. and mm. um, I've been doing some stuff with the church and, They want to start writing their own things, and uh, Mm we've been coming into there, and uh, we've we've written two songs. We went through the process, and uh, kind of helped them figure out this is how we can do this. Brought one of the friends in, and we produced it there. You know, so it's it's great. I love that, and they will sing for their songs. In the church, what steps do you would
0: you recommend people take to start doing that? You know, if they want to start writing songs in their own church, and they like they have no literally no idea no where idea. to start. Oh, good. What?
2: That, I have two vital questions. That yeah. was one of them. Like, yeah. what, what do you? What could you encourage if yeah. someone's thinking about songwriting? What could you share? And then you have to answer my second question
1: eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So my first song that I ever wrote was a song called River, and okay. it's on the God of the City album. Okay. Uh-huh. The same as Blood Red. Yeah. yeah. And a guy came to my church, and he's from the UK. English guy, and uh, it's kind of like this prophetic uh, ministry. And uh, he's, he's passed away since then, but um, he picked me out of church and he called me up to the front and he began to pray over me. Mm. And then he began to like kind of prophesy, right? And so he basically was saying, like, you know, that you would write songs and you would do this. And like, I failed every exam I ever sat, right? Mm. Like English, all of this stuff. So the idea of me, even the idea of reading books. I couldn't think of any worse right? than <laughs> I mean, sitting down and writing yeah. songs. You know, it felt like some sort of like weird poetry thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he prayed over me and he said, Aaron, uh, there's a river of mercy mm. a river of grace and you're invited mm. to swim in it. There's a river of life and joy and love and all this kind of stuff. And every time he did it, he, oh, wow. he poured a bucket of water over my head, huh? right? And this system came out of nowhere. Right. Mm. And she started pouring <laughs> over my head yeah. and uh, I was absolutely soaked standing at the front of the church past. <laughs> and then he said, we, death to the past, it's gone. Here's you new beginning. Wow. God's mm. not finished with you yet. And so someone handed me on a cassette tape and uh, and so i listened to it over and over and over and over again. And then when he said about the song thing, I was like, well, I might as well be able to go. Yeah. Yeah. Just started to saying, you know, there's a river of love that's here. There's a river of grace that's here. And you're invited to come and swim within. And that was the start of it. And that's the first song I ever wrote, and it's it's on that record. It's on mm-hmm. that album. Cool. You just have to do it. I'm yeah. a melodies guy. I really struggle with content. Mm-hmm. So I could grab a guitar and I could write a melody. I don't know how. I can't explain it. It's just in there. I Me and yeah. my mm-hmm. old worship pastor, we've written lots of songs together. We I wrote to, uh, Jared Cool with him. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about it, like sometimes it just it just happens, but because probably because. I would just sit and it would do my wife's head and I would just sit for hours just playing like two chords. Well, it's the thing, like how the only
0: way to get better at something sometimes is just repetition, right? Consistency. Like I I would make, I I do like video professionally now. And so like, but in youth group, it started out with me just like grabbing a camera and a few friends and trying to make some silly promo for our youth event. And there are but some
2: I, great videos oh man, out there. there. are
0: some pretty <laughs> campy videos, but like
1: highlights and like, yeah. Up.
0: Yeah. And so, but like I, I would be doing that weekly. Like mm-hmm. if you just do something all the time, you're going to get better. Yeah. Yep. So like just consistency, like, yeah. So like just getting into it, just trying, just, you know, sometimes you're not going to get something right away, mm-hmm. you know, like, and we live in that culture of just wanting something to be perfect and done. And, right, right away. And that's just not practical, no, yeah. it just,
1: and I, so I'll get melody. And then what day I, sometimes I have a song called beauty for ashes and I got to go and I led a bunch of girls here in a, a, safe house. So they'd just been pulled out of human trafficking Oh wow! and there's, a, they're, they're in a safe house. And so people are actively looking for them to get them back. Mm-hmm. And you know, like maybe like 13, 14 year old girls and they have a kid. Right. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And it was in Cambodia. And I got to lead them in worship and uh, I, in the middle of it, I just began to sing. You've given us beauty for ashes, a love and a mercy that wipes our tears away. You've given us grace for tomorrow and hope for today. Beauty for ashes. Always. Mm-hmm. I'm not that literate. Yeah. That's, that is a, for me, That is a Holy Spirit, breathe moment. Yeah. I, yeah. I finished the song with, I guess there's a whole other story. Yeah. But, um, and that song just, it's one of my, it's just that moment, such a special moment. So sometimes lyrics carry their own melody. Um, but a lot of times I'll get a melody that is filled with just generic lyrics, yeah. and then we go, "What do I want to say?" Yeah, mm-hmm. um, start to build and it really, out, yeah. flesh it out a so, bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. tabernacle, I'm first of all writing about how the children as you all count, you know, and lots of teaching around there. There was all you know because actually when they count, they count in the shape of a cross, which is really cool. Mm. And then we go under the altar. So what do I want to say about the altar? So yeah. I'll step in thinking about an altar, generic lyrics, you know. Yeah. Jesus loves us, thank you, Lord. You know, you're you're the best. And then I'll get a really solid melody. And then that's when the hard work and the graph happens Mm -hmm. for me anyway, which is sitting down. And I love writing with people who are stronger in lyric. And because they'll help me say things in a way that I'll never say. It's collaborating too, like bouncing ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's the absolute best. And it's absolutely open-handed. And it's it's we're all in this together, you know. And then really dig in the song about the altar. What do we want to say? Is it like our lives are on the altar, or mm. Jesus, thank you that you became the altar. You know, or you put yourself on the altar. Like, what's what's right? Yeah, and make it cohesive. Yeah, yep. and, and I'm not writing in a sense where, um, I'm not writing thinking anything else. But I can see people in my church, and can they worship to this? Mm. Yeah. That's it. That's is it connecting with your congregation? Yeah.
2: Will this draw them yeah. closer to the Lord? Mm. Yeah. So
1: melody and then uh, for other
0: yeah. people, that can write words. Like well, and that's the thing. There's all sorts of different ways of doing it, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it yeah, starts with the words and you're like, okay, how do I put yeah. this in oh, a melody yeah. or yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh,
1: hello. What's your second okay. question?
2: Vital question number two. This is an honest question. <laughs> so I would like to visit Ireland one day, but I have to know something first. Is it true that it is snake free? Yeah, this matters
1: to me. Oh, no. We have nothing that wants to kill you.
2: Oh, it's just so oh. nice. All of it went to Australia. There's really, it's just a pleasant place, huh?
1: Yeah. I'm not, I've genuinely not allowed, and I've said this yeah. for my entire life. It is, and it's only even like the older I get and the further away I travel. And it's like, it is one of the most glorious places on earth. Hmm. Like, I will be trying. My wife is preaching on Sunday. And uh, I get in afterwards, and all these people came up afterwards. They said, well, we laughed at that bit that Jill said. And I was like, well, what what did she say? She said, (laughs) she's all about the destination when I'm about the journey. Mm. So we'll be driving. She'll just put her feet up, kick back, go to sleep. And I'll be driving around the coast. Mm -hmm. And I pulled up somewhere, and I just stopped, and I just started crying. And she wakes up, and she's like, oh, are you? I was like, like, what? I was like, look at (laughs) that. Yeah, let's yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep going. get to <laughs> live here, and I keep telling my kids, yeah. Like yeah. people pay thousands to come and see this. Yeah. Right, yes. So it's the longest coastal road on Earth called the Wild Atlantic Way. Mm. Yes, oh, my goodness. When I go home and go on with my, I have, a, I have the coolest street on the planet, yeah. and it's called Consbrook Drive, and we have the uh, the Consbrook Adventure Club, mm-hmm. and big shout-out Consbrook Adventure Club. So I'm number 10, yeah. so I've got number 6, number 8, number 10. Number 13, number 13's cousin around the corner, and five of us are going to go and climb yeah. in the McKillicuddy Reeks, which is the biggest mountain range in Ireland, down in Kerry. And we're going 9, 10, 11, drive down on the 9, we'll climb them on the Tesla, come eleven. Hilarious. And it's just, it's, oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Cool. It's, hmm. huh. it's unreal. We're yeah. into surfing, got some of the best waves on the planet. We're the third most uh, popular surf destination. Oh, wow. If you love mountains, we've got flask mountains. We don't have the extremes. Okay, so yeah. Our summer's mid-20s. Yeah. Uh, our winter's negative five. Oh, four. wow.
2: Oh, let's wow. all go. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Sounds great. It's just, it's beautiful. I absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah. It's great. Oh, we've got questions? Yeah,
0: there? Yeah. so we're here at, uh, and I don't think we mentioned this at the start, we're at the YXH conference, hence the different location. Yeah. Uh, hence why Aaron's here with us and we've got a lot of audience. Uh, Hey everyone. You can, you can say <laughs> hi now. Uh, and so we, did we get a few questions here? Yeah.
2: And we've got one minute to spare before okay, they go. Yeah. So this is important. What was life in Northern Ireland? Like, it's your question.
1: So oh, a single question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, so now it's, it's, it's absolutely different. Yeah. So before the troubles in 1998, my wife uh, lived in the city centre. Her parents never driven a car. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, they honeymooned about 500 yards away from their house <laughs> in a hotel. We have the most bombed hotel in the world. Oh, wow. no. And, uh, um, you would have... Uh, and it's still standing. Up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think it was an insurance <laughs> job. I think he just wanted a new bed. So it was like, load off, you know, and then inside <laughs> into the paramilitary. Yeah. So we, we need had, to do a So renovation. we had these two warring factions that just wanted to kill each other. Yeah. And... Um, and anything to do with, like, Britishness, you would have, like, kind of Irish people wanted the British out, and then the yeah. British wanted to stay there, and so on and so on. You yeah. could talk for hours on this. but um, So before the peace agreement, and growing up, uh, even to go into the city centre, there would have been army checkpoints, police checkpoints, yeah. cars would have been checked for car bombs. Wow! Yeah. You, I, when I was in stores and stuff like that, you could never leave a bag down, because wow. uh, there were firebombs in them, and right. turn buildings, and they would blow buildings up. Um, people would be... Uh would just people would be shot wow. regularly. People would go to bars, kick a door open, fully automatic weapons to shoot people. And that's what it was like for twenty five wow. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. it was it was insane. And uh I don't want to say you grew up under fear, but it's territorial. Yeah. Um we don't have the race thing mm-hmm. what we have is uh like Protestant, Catholic divide, mm-hmm. loyalist yeah. and uh, and Republican kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but infinitely changed now. Yeah. Mass difference. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Not Awesome. So
2: this is an hour. We could talk yeah. a lot longer. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Started. I'm right? so glad right? you were
2: willing to do this. Yeah. I'm so glad you yeah. came on. Yeah.
0: yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing. What's one thing you want uh, our listeners and and everyone here to d- take away, to challenge
1: them with uh, just one. Um, one solid challenge. advice.
0: Yeah. Any advice you have.
1: Well, then let's take on what what we've been talking about, because mm. that is really important. And yeah. mm-hmm. not, it's not about you. Worship's not about you. And let's stop idolizing people yeah. and let's start making small incremental steps and try to identify, it. see it. If we don't see it, then we'll never be able to change from it. Right. So do I hold certain people in too much high of esteem yeah. or is there a better language? Is there a better way that I can think about appreciating what people do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I appreciate. But realizing that it's God doing it through them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I don't set them up as gods, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. thank you for saving this person's life. You know, thank you for saving my dad. Thank you for doing this thing yeah. you know it's like let's not let's not it's interesting even to probably like, I don't want to go in there, but like I hey Lucifer and I want to be like you and I want to be like a right. god and it's, mm. I'm not going to say that that's bleaching and in, in the middle of it but that probably yeah, is something Do you know what like. I mean so sometimes yeah. in this ego yeah. let's just make small steps identify that and then okay. make small changes
0: and keep your awesome. keep your friends and those around you accountable to that too mm-hmm. yeah. Aaron thank you so much for being thank here you Appreciate so it. Yeah. thank you so much thank you so much Thanks, guys. We'll see you later.